With Long Island Local News, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. Brookhaven National Laboratory was among three U.S. national labs targeted by Russian hackers last summer, according to a report. But the federal government has said the attack appears to have been unsuccessful. Mark Harrington reports uh, on Newsday.com, mentioning Reuters' report last week, saying that a Russian hacking team known as Cold River targeted BNL Argonne National Laboratory in Illinois and Lawrence Livermore National Lab in California in an effort that included the creation of fake login pages to steal passwords. The news agency wasn't able to say whether the efforts were successful. BNL spokesperson Peter Genzer declined to comment on the report, saying we don't comment on security matters. However, Department of the Department of Energy has not found evidence of information being compromised, according to an agency spokesperson, Jeremy Ortiz. The department will, quote, continue to work with our federal partners to respond to and investigate any potential threats and breaches, ensuring the scientific research conducted across America's national laboratories remain safe and secure. Here on the East End, uh, the Suffolk Times reporting that, and a trigger warning here, as uh, we did in the last hour, a physician assistant at a Riverside Health Clinic was arrested Friday for forcibly touching a woman during an examination, according to Southampton Town Police. Kenneth Alessi, 54, of Mattituck, was arrested at his job at Sun River Healthcare on Center Drive and charged with forcible touching, a Class A misdemeanor. Officials allege that Mr. Alessi forcibly touched excuse me, intimate parts of a 21-year-old woman's body during an examination on June 15th of 2022. The woman had been seeking medical care for rib pain. Police said Mr. Alessi will be arraigned Saturday morning at Southampton Town Justice Court. Detectives are actively investigating and have asked anyone with information to to contact the detective unit directly. That's 631-702-2230. Or you can call the crime hotline at 631-728-3454. You can also email crimetips at southamptontownny.gov. And finally, Greg Sarah on uh, Newsday.com reporting that while Long Island's high school football teams do not participate in the New York State Public High School Athletic Association Championships, that could change in 2024. Matt McLees, the uh, Section 8 football chairman for Nassau schools, was more than a little optimistic after uh, Monday's meeting with the state officials about Long Island teams playing for state football titles. Quote, the state committee is very excited that we're talking seriously about it. McLees said we're in the preliminary stages of how it would work and how it would impact all the teams in our section. Would it have a negative impact overall or a positive impact? We're meeting with our Nassau coaches Tuesday to discuss, but the thought of state competition is really exciting. Tim Horan, the Section 11 football chairman for Suffolk, said the potential of playing in the state football championships is a fascinating topic. Quote, of course, we feel our teams would do very well against upstate programs, he said. But when you look at the specifics of transitioning from the Long Island championships to the state tournament, it's not as simple as it sounds. Right now, we have 52 teams playing football in four classifications in the Long Island Championships. If we voted to play in the state tournament, we'd have to compress 50 of those programs into three classifications.
Warren went on to explain that Suffolk is a membership-driven organization and everything comes down to a vote, a majority vote. Quote, we've been down this road before and the possibility of joining the state football playoffs has never been close in Suffolk. We had 98% of our membership vote against the idea years ago because it had a negative impact on the total membership. The scheduling changes would be a challenge, and there's no reason to believe that the majority of our membership would want state championships. While Suffolk continues to identify all the pros and cons of the possibility of joining the state tournament, Nassau is looking for creative ways of mapping out a schedule that includes state playoffs. Uh, Looking like we're reading the weather in uh, Stony Brook in honor of Judianne Carmack Fayez, the uh, director of Food Lab at Stony Brook University at the bottom of this hour. Looks like partly sunny today with a high near 43 degrees west wind, 7 to 11 miles per hour tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 30 north wind, 6 to 9 miles per hour becoming northeast after midnight. Right now it's 38 degrees uh, I've got some Bonnie Light Horseman for you after Miles Davis, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
When I get to Baltimore, lay my blanket on the floor. When I get to Lafayette, lay my blanket on the bed. Green, green, rocky road, promenading green. Tell me who do you love? Tell me who do you love? Green, green, rocky road, promenading green. Tell me who do you love? Tell me who do you love? Who do you love? He that grow up in the sky, he don't walk now, he just fly. Supergroup Bonnie Light Horseman on WLI WFM hopping back a neat two decades for our featured local artist into Eaton Greenlight from the 2000 record Why the Desert Roger Miller on deck the apples in stereo after that then Jay and the Techniques Tasty Tuesday right in between at the town hall at the date but forgot to come here on the heart of the East End down in the details it's best to walk ahead Love lifts everyone I know Brings us home past the point of indecision on the most days I could feel it in your heart And I could hear it in your tone That the heart waits for the green light when there's nothing going on Heart waits for the green light We've been planning this day for all of our lives Love lifts I know 
God didn't make a little green apples And it don't rain in Indianapolis in the summertime And when myself is feeling low I think about her face a glow and ease my mind Sometimes I call her up at home Knowing she's busy And ask her if she can get away and meet me And maybe we can grab a bite to eat And she drops what she's doing And she hurries down to meet me And I'm always late But she sits waiting patiently And smiles when she first sees me Cause she's made that way And if that ain't loving me God didn't make little green apples And it don't snow in Minneapolis When the winter comes And there's no such thing as make-believe Puppet dolls, on leaves and baby guns Roger Miller's Little Green Apples leading us to the bottom of the uh, 10 o'clock hour on Tuesday morning. That means it's a little after 1 a.m. on Wednesday if you're listening to the replay. And it means it's time for our Tasty Tuesday segment, a perfect track to lead us in. Very honored to welcome onto the program for the first time Judy Ann Carmack Baez, uh, left Bridgehampton School District onto uh, bigger things, certainly with uh, Stony Brook University's Food Lab. You were uh, Agricultural Teacher of the Year. You uh, won or received national uh, recognition and award for excellence from the U.S. Department of Ag in 2016, uh, teaching the kids to uh, get back to the earth and uh, grow their food. We couldn't thank you enough for what you do and what you've done. Uh, Good morning, Judianne, and welcome to the show. Good morning, and what a welcome. So thank you very much for that introduction. That was great. So we're really excited. There's a lot going on as far as the food lab at Stony Brook University is concerned, and it looks like you're starting a farming class uh, in exactly a week from now, so let's start there. Okay, wonderful. Yes, um, I'm really excited because um, I have the opportunity to you know, start programming uh, from the ground up. And um, I guess that's why we chose to start with teaching uh, farming because um, I don't know, I felt very strongly that, you know, most of our young people who want to farm these days are not inheriting the family farm. So it has to, you know, you have to be a little bit more creative and innovative in terms of going about starting a farm. Certainly, so certainly out here. So the course that we're teaching, yeah, per, yeah, with the price of land yes. and um, all of the pressures that exist out here. So this is a class that teaches you how to farm efficiently and profitably on acreage. And it was created, uh, it's a course that was created by a French-Canadian farmer, um, Monsieur so um, it, it's really a great class, and it's going to be taught by Ian Calder Piedmont from Balsam Farms. 
I love this. I love that. I love that you are looking at the farming piece in such a way, in in a way that that the students that are learning it can really put it to work and help them to succeed, even if they're going to be trying to start a farm out here in Suffolk County, which is uh, uh, quite a bite to uh, to take. It's a big bite. Um, you know, I've seen firsthand some people who've come out here to farm uh, with all the right intentions, but it, there's a learning curve. Farming is incredibly difficult. You're working with the climate. You're working with um, the markets. I mean, it just, uh, there's a lot to it, and it's just physical hard work. So, I think you, we just really don't have the time to fail um, because it's expensive to fail. So this is a way of teaching people how to be uh, efficient right off the bat and to really learn how to farm and make, you know, make money doing it. So you can stay out here and be out here and, um, and have a life. Right. Can you talk a little bit just about the food lab in general and and making the move from Bridgehampton over to uh, Stony Brook University? Certainly. Um, I've been coming to food lab conferences for the past five, six years, and I was always struck uh, by how amazing they were. Uh, Jeffrey Drummond, our executive director, uh, planned each of them and did a fabulous job. So I would sit there and for each of the panels and said, this, this is a course, you know, all of these people with this expertise, you just need to add a couple of readings and a couple of exercises, and this would be a fabulous course. So I had it in my mind to, you know, come here. And I've worked you know, with Brian Hawil and Jeffrey for a while. And, um, I just think it's really, really super important for us to have agricultural and food education at the college and university level on Long Island. Amen. And currently, it doesn't exist. It Uh, really does not exist. That was, that's absolutely, that's, that seems crazy to me. And I'm just so grateful uh, that that void is being filled and, and who better uh, than you, Judy Ann. Uh, so let's let's get back to the workshops uh, that you have coming uh, beginning in in February, as as it pertains to growing in horticulture. Absolutely. So we're going to really launch a lot of programming. Um, we're starting with sustainable sprouting. It's a workshop that's going to be taught by Jeff Negron, and it's really just to teach people in the community you know, how to grow, um, how to uh, germinate seeds, how to plant in the garden, and how to grow. So that's one of them. Uh, Jeff Negron started uh, helping school gardens many years back, and he would just volunteer his time and really help to launch a lot of the school gardens on the east end of Long Island. And I'm not sure how many there are now, But when I last looked, there were over 30 school districts that had gardens or greenhouses. So um, he was instrumental in slow food creating the the master farmer program. Right. And um, I'm really excited for him to be teaching this workshop 
Um, he's going to do two sections, and it starts in early February. And registration for that will be available on our website, thefoodlab.org, in about a week or so's time. I love your website, by the way. I wanted to uh, put that out there. It's beautiful. It's nice. I like how clean it is, thefoodlab.org. It's easy to get to. Um, will you be teaching any of the classes uh, with the Food Lab this semester or this year? Yes, I'm going to do two. Um, I'm going to teach hands-on horticulture, um, which is really uh, an introduction to horticulture, and it allows people to really uh, gain a knowledge of the terminology and some of the basic concepts in, um, in growing and soil science. So that I'm teaching also, uh, that will be on Thursdays starting February 2nd from 4 to 6. And I'm also going to be teaching a program for young adults, um, high school and college, so between the ages of 17 and 21. And that is sort of a a lot of working on the campus here uh, to learn how to grow, but also to... uh, create pollinator gardens, and just do some really fun and cool activities that um, can just get people interested and and get into this field. I love it. So thefoodlab.org, before we let you go, let's touch on the Artists and Writers Dinner that's coming up uh, February 9th at Almond Restaurant. Oh, it's very exciting. So Sylvie Bigar has written a book, Cassoulet Confessions, and quite honestly, cassoulet is one of my favorite dishes, Uh, but she delves deep into how food uh, is really part of our identity, and um, so she will be talking about her book, and we'll interview her there, and Jason from Almond is going to cook a really mean cassoulet, Nice. and uh, it'll be a lovely evening. It starts at 7 p.m., and uh, tickets can be purchased on the Almond Restaurant website. We'll have a link to that as well, and also a link to purchase her book if you want to read it in advance. And I believe it's thealmondrestaurant.com. Uh, of course, you can go... Oh, no, it's not. Hold on. I, I created the link... <laughs> Right before we went on, and I just want to make sure that everyone has everything. Uh, it's just Almond Restaurant, so know the almondrestaurant.com, thefoodlab.org, Judianne Carmack Fayez. I hope that you can join us in the WLIWFM studio the next time we discuss. I wanted to create some space as I wasn't well yesterday. want to make sure we keep our people well, uh, and we can't thank you enough for what you do, uh, what you've done, and uh, for everything that you will do in the future, Judianne. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to speak to you and to let everybody know what we're doing. And um, we also have a Sea to Soil summit coming up, too. So lots of exciting things. Just check out thefoodlab.org. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Judianne Carmack-Fayez. These are the Apples in Stereo. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you just heard the Tasty Tuesday segment right here on the Heart of the East End, WLIWFM.
are listening to the first stereo broadcast as it was relayed from outer space and received and recorded back on Earth. I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Peaches come from a can. They were put there by a man in a factory downtown. If I Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. I took a little nap with a loose old twist, squished a rotten peach in my fist, and dreamed about you. 
Going through the quasi-sexual section of the playlist, moving from the president's peaches to new heights. We've got the postal services, such great heights. Guster's great escape after that. Hopefully, we won't have any time for Rupert Holmes' escape pina colada song after that. I've only recently sort of, kind of warmed up to that one. Listening to WLI WFM. You come on two knees with more than two knees, finding that it's all too easy to be helped and found.
deep bow to our guests this morning, Steve Zalewski and Judianne Carmack-Fayez, as well as our underwriter, Peconic Landing, and you, the listener-supporters of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Guster on deck, little Rupert Holmes leading you into the NPR news break with the Pina Colada song. I didn't used to like it. I thought that it promoted infidelity, but, you know, I've taken it a little easier. I've learned to appreciate escape. You're listening to WLIWFM, Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Please come to me, you've got something good.
like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. If you like Pina Coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you'd like making love at midnight in the dunes on the Cape, then I'm the love that you've looked for. Write to me and escape. My lady, I know that sounds kind of mean, but me and my old lady have fallen into the same old dope routine. So I wrote to the paper, took out a personal ad, and though I'm nobody's poet, I thought it wasn't half bad. Yes, I like. He gets a pass because he meets his old lady in the end. <laughs>